Welcome to this special JuxCast podcast series about the upcoming Reclosure 2021 conference. We are going to have a brief conversation with our speakers, asking them some questions about their life and job to get to know them a little bit better. Today, I'm very pleased to be joined by Kier McLean, who describes herself as a full-stack developer currently working with Swirl. Kira is offering a workshop for this year's conference on the subject of visualizing data using Hamani. Kira, thank you for being here today. How goes it? Not too bad. Thanks for having me. So I, we like to start with a bit of an icebreaker, a bit of a setup question. Uh, my question for you tonight is, what is your favorite pizza topping and why? And why? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think I'd probably have to go with mushrooms. If I only have one topping on my pizza, I guess other than cheese, uh, that would probably be it. And I guess why is tricky. It's this preference, I guess. There's lots of different, lots of different kinds and lots of options. So it's always a tasty addition. Oh, excellent, excellent. For people who've probably heard of uh, me speak before in some of the podcasts, my favorite, of course, is Hawaiian. But we'll leave mm. it like that. Mm. I do it's like controversial, that. very controversial. Very, trust me, very. <laughs> so, Kira, uh, let's go to some of the main questions for tonight. Uh, how did you get into computers, and what excites you for about software and technology in general? Um, yeah. So I originally started programming. Well, I guess the very the very first thing that interested me about about computers was just kind of wanting to build my own websites. Um, I like writing and, um, you know, discovered pretty early that you could sort of build your own little soapbox on the internet and uh, got into that a bit and then kind of turned into a career after I I finished school and and basically just needed work. Um, The things I studied in university were unfortunately not super useful in the job market, um, which I discovered too late. <laughs> and um, programming is, you know, one of those fields that has a sort of relatively low barrier to entry and, and great career options right now and offers a great lifestyle. So I did some online courses and uh, some kind of online bootcamp type things and then eventually managed to weasel my way into an internship and it was kind of all uphill from there. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. That's a really good answer. Um, <laughs> what, what excites you about uh, technology in general the software, or software in general? That's interesting. Yeah, there definitely is a lot of exciting stuff about, about technology and software. Um, I think, I guess one thing the, that I find the most exciting right now, well, that's hard to say. But I guess, yeah, just like sort of how easy it, it makes it to connect with people all around the world and to, to find new interesting things and to learn things. Um, you know, like my, my own story, like I, I certainly would never have become a programmer if it weren't for all these MOOCs and online courses and online communities of friendly people willing to help out noobs like myself. So um, it really, you know, there's, there's pros and cons and, and certainly there's downsides to the whole, like everybody being connected all the time thing but uh i think it's i hope a net positive just kind of the mass massively open access to kind of anything you could ever imagine absolutely i think you've touched on a point there one of the 
one of the things that really excites me about software and, and technology in general is the fact, as you say, you know, you can, there's such a wide range of things out there that it really, it can be very creative. You know, you're, you're able to produce things from nothing or concepts in a way. And I found that very, very attractive in terms of like a career, being able yeah. to be creative in that sense. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of my favorite parts is, you know, seeing a, a real thing that, you know, you made, well, I mean, I guess whatever, insofar as a, a website is a real thing, but you know, this, this content, this thing, this app or whatever that, that didn't exist and, and does now because of your work, I, I do find that really exciting. Oh, as well. Exactly. It didn't exist yeah. before some type of concept in your mind. And then within yeah. a space of a few hours or whatever, it's there, you can play with it. You can, you can yeah. use it. It's great. It's it. so fun, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. So, if I was to ask you, then, do you have any uh, heroes, any any computer science people that you look up to, or you like to have drinks with? Uh, who uh -huh. would you choose, or what would you ask, even? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's too cliche to say Rich Hickey, right? That's a probably a forbidden answer. Um, that's it. Definitely, I definitely just love the way he thinks and, and the way he approaches software. It was kind of new for me when I first started with Enclosure. So exciting seeing all those talks for the first time. Um, I guess, yeah, outside of Closure though, maybe Sarah May is someone I, I really admire and enjoy the way she thinks about sort of software and process and technology and all that kind of stuff. Fantastic, fantastic. And uh, what's your favorite software? It could be something that's current or something that you've used in the past that may no longer sadly be with us? That's a tough one as well. If I had to pick just like one favorite, might be honestly like my browser, Firefox browser maybe, um, just because it's like the gateway to everything ah, else. <laughs> I don't know if that's cheating a bit, but <laughs> yeah. No, no, Firefox is a really good browser. I like it too. Uh, it's one of my favorite browsers as yeah. well that I use. You know, computer science and software is such a rapidly changing uh, area. There's so many things that happen within computer science and computer programming, but there's things that aren't that great mm -hmm. either. If, if there's one thing that you could change about software, for example, what would it be? And maybe some things on the web that you've seen that you wouldn't like to do anymore, mm -hmm. or, you know, how software's developed. You know, if, what would you change if you had the power to do so? I think... I mean, I guess it's, yeah, if I had the power to do so, it's a big caveat, but it seems like the kind of impact or consequences of technology kind of seem to be like an afterthought most of the time. And I think I would, you know, one thing I would, I would change or like to see changed about the industry is like moving that up, you know, close earlier in the process and just thinking about what we're doing a little bit more. Like it kind of seems like um, there's this, you know, very strong drive to just like make something to make money and whatever other consequences it has are kind of secondary or even not even thought about at all. And, you know, like now we're seeing the fallout of a lot of that with this whole Facebook thing and Google yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I don't know, I find it hard to believe that there weren't people you know, every step of the way, trying to get someone's attention, saying like, hey, 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 maybe we should think about this a little bit more. Yeah. 
hopefully that, yeah. Yeah, I feel that uh, similarly myself. I do believe that technology and software can be used for great benefit yeah. or you know, to help people in their lives. But yet at the same time, it can be used for a detrimental effect. So, yeah, that's the thing. I think, you know, whatever problems we have, technology is going to be a part of the solution. But, um, you know, sometimes maybe we get carried away and think technology is like the whole solution or the only solution. And we kind of forget about all the people in in between and, and the end users and the consequences on, you know, whatever society at large. Yeah, yeah, great. Okay, well, thank you for that. So moving on to some little questions about closure in general, how did you get involved in closure? I mean, what was your starting point with the language? Yeah, I originally started writing closure uh, just because of my current job, actually. So um, a good friend of mine works with Swirl as well. And I was looking for a new role, I guess, a little while ago now, two and a half years or so. Um, and happened to have an opening at uh, his company and kind of started out as like a trial run situation because I'd never done closure before, but uh, it worked out well and I'm still there and have been writing closure ever since. And what, what are your favorite things about the language? Oh, there's so many. It's it's really a pleasure to work with, I find, <laughs> honestly. It's, uh, it's the one language that I like using more and more. Like the more I use it, the more I like it, which is usually the opposite. Um, but yeah, it's, I find it, it's very succinct and, and I can also be frustrating, I guess, cause you know, I, like all, my whole job now is, is actually solving problems and not just like faffing with the language, um, or the syntax. So, but it's, once you know what to write, I find closure sort of makes it very simple to, to execute what you've finally figured out you need to do. Um, oh, that's great. That's great. That's a, that's a really good answer. Uh, I think I, I'm with you there too. It's such an expressive language that, you know, once you get the core concepts, being able to express yourself and solve problems is, yeah, it's really, really good, really good. So in the language itself, you know, there's obviously lots of core functions that are part of the standard library. Is there any function in general that you like? Any favorite function that you like in the language? Yeah, I think I was thinking about this a little bit. I think sort of all those like little idiomatic helper type functions I really like. So like remove or empty question mark or like all those kind of positive, negative, zero, integer string, whatever predicates um, I find make the code can yeah, can can make idiomatic closure code really nice and sort of simple to read and, and parse. It just kind of gets out of your way. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. Great. Well, thank you for those. So um, some non-software questions. If it, If you could do anything, what would you do if it wasn't software development? If I could do anything, if I... If I could, if I could, yeah, somehow survive or was somehow independently wealthy or something, I would, I think I would love to just write and be a writer and explore. I don't know. There's just so many ideas and read and write all day. I think I could do that for quite a while without getting bored. 
Any particular genre of writing that attracts you? I guess lately I'm interested in kind of like economic slash political issues. Like I recently moved to Alberta where I'm based out here in Western Canada and there's some like, you know, pretty serious governance issues and I just find it an interesting topic to explore and uh, write about and, and talk about. So Great, right. And what would you do when you're not writing code in order to unwind um, or to have fun? In your, yeah. in your downtime, my, what do you do? My favorite hobby, my number one hobby, I guess, is, is probably violin. I like to play. Um, I'm not, you know, particularly good, but it's it's a fun hobby, and that's something I I do. Um, other than that, kind of just, you know, hanging out outside, hiking, walking. My brother's dog. Not, I was gonna say my dog. It's not actually my dog, but <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's a pretty nice part of the world, so it's there's lots of nice places to explore out here. Oh, I've always wanted to visit uh, Canada. Oh, if you ever get a chance. Uh, eventually. One Luckily, day I'll yeah, get there. Yeah. yeah. One day I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, any book or film or music that you would recommend can be one or any of them. Or any of them. I'm a fan. It's probably very cliche by now, but I'm a fan of Mumford & Sons, I guess, for music. They're a band that I really like. Uh Tegan and Sarah are a Canadian duo who I also really like. So I guess those would probably be my top two uh, music recommendations. Great. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Well, okay, uh, Kira. So we're heading towards the end of our interview for today. Uh, but before we close, could you give us a brief introduction about your workshop without giving too much away? Maybe 30 seconds, a minute or so, just to what your workshop sure sure um yeah we're just it's going to be just a really basic intro to uh the library hanami so it's which so that library is a kind of closure templating library among other things for uh vega light and vega um javascript visualizations so i mean all of those words yeah probably mean nothing if you've never heard of any of that stuff before but um basically it's the idea is to just figure out how to do some simple data visualization uh, with whatever tools are available in, in Clojure. So it's a, it's a new topic for me, so it'll be geared toward total beginners. Uh, but yeah, hopefully some other folks find that topic interesting and, and want to check it out. Oh, for sure. For sure. Definitely. Cool. Okay. Well, Kira, um, well, thank you for uh, once again for joining us today. My pleasure. It's been a real big pleasure to speak with you and to ask you a few questions to get to know you better. Uh, I believe we're all looking forward to your workshop. And uh, obviously, we look forward to talking with you again in the near future. Perfect. Uh, with, with, great. Well, there was nothing more to say. Um, I just want to say thank you again and have a fantastic day. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. And you too.